Watch Matt Mosley's show, ESPN Central Texas. Langston Love coming up at 5 o'clock today. The uh, Baylor Guard. And um, and we got Campus Confidential, of course, coming up at 440. Right now, though, we have Stephen Simcox. Stephen, we were just talking to our old friend Brian Fonville on the line from uh, Central National Bank, the presenting sponsor. Uh, and... Uh, Stephen, I, I just wanted to – I was trying to call you the other day. I wanted to give you a chance to gloat just a little bit. Congratulations on your Horn Frogs going to the college football playoff. Does it – has it set in yet, or does it almost – especially given what happened, what, eight years ago when you were, like, probably in college – were you in college when that happened, or was it before you even got to TCU when, when was, Baylor and was, TCU yeah, were left off? Uh-huh, I was a TCU at that time, yep. Oh man. Well, what is what is it has it has it set in yet? Uh, or do you think it needs to get closer for you to to truly I mean this is you were a doubter. I mean, you were a little bit of a doubter and I understand why. But uh it's it's come to fruition and and I guess you have to to feel pretty excited right now. No, I feel good. I mean, it, it has I think it's started to set in. It was kind of a weird weekend of emotions because obviously Saturday I was disappointed that they couldn't pull out against K-State and I felt pretty confident that they were still in but uh, I guess it was Saturday night I was watching the Big Ten title game Matt and all of a sudden they just go to Nick Saban it's like Nick Saban called in they were like Nick in Tuscaloosa what can we can we take your call and here's Saban just you know desperately trying to plead the Crimson Tide's case and I started to think oh no what if they what if they look at Alabama and just say, well, Alabama would probably be better and more competitive than TCU and slide them in there. And so that that doubt kind of started to seep in, but I was happy that that TCU is going to get their chance and I mean it should be fun. Like Fiesta Bowl against a a program like Michigan that has been in so many of these big games and TCU's been their share of big games too, but uh, I mean they have a chance to you know, play for a national championship, and there's obviously only four schools that can say that. And it's a pretty exclusive club that they've joined as a playoff participant now. So I'm excited for them to get a chance to reset and then, uh, you know, go after the Wolverines in a few weeks. Did you start to think, like I did, that Max Duggan was about to play himself into a Heisman Trophy? Now, again, he's had a great body of work this year, but it was just something about that drive – I mean, I remember Robert uh, Griffin III's uh, Heisman moment. You remember it, too, against Oklahoma, and then he finished it off with a great win against Texas to kind of finalize it. Uh, it that really, that one drive where he ties it up, and, of course, then he's not uh, allowed to uh, have a chance at punching it in himself on that, uh, on that, on that one, you know, in overtime where you – First of all, were you upset like a lot of people were that the way Sonny or the way Garrett Riley called those plays uh, and didn't try to let Max uh, knock it in there? Or were you thinking, hey, Max looks like he's spent. I can understand why they wouldn't dial his number. No, I was upset. I mean, I think, you know, it's the the explanation that Sonny made after the game just didn't really make sense to me. This idea of oh, well, he was just worn out and his legs were dead. I mean, it's a quarterback sneak. It's not like he has to take a snap from the gun and run. And so I just thought it was a miss by them. I know Kendra Miller's a great back, but I would have liked to have seen Max at least get one chance to take the snap and just fall forward. He's a pretty big guy. 
but no, it was it was a really great moment for him, even in the loss. And it was funny, Matt, because the first – I mean, you've watched him play. The first couple of years of his career, he's been inconsistent and inaccurate at times, but kind of the one constant thing about him is that he runs the ball well and he can hurt people with his legs. And they would use him a lot in, in the designed run game. And then when the play would break down, he would just take off. And this season, they've kind of gotten away from that. They've really made him more of a passer. And he stayed in the pocket more and he's gone through his progressions and he's looked – a lot more like a normal college, maybe NFL-type quarterback. But then when the chips were down in that game, it was like he reverted back to his old self, and he just said, okay, I'm just going to tuck the ball and run. And he had some great, great runs, and he got down there and scored. Uh, and that is also, like, something that he's excelled at, is that he's just kind of – I mean, all the cliches are sort of tired, but they do fit him. He's tough, and he's gritty, and he finds a way, and he just never really gives in. Uh, and I thought if they could have won that game in overtime, if there were still Heisman ballots that were out there, which I know there were, a lot of them might have flipped given the way that Caleb Williams played. But unfortunately, yeah. they couldn't close it out. But yeah, I just I think you got to give him a chance, you know, to, to try to sneak it in or even play action pass, like do something. The way he was playing, I just thought he gave them the best opportunity to to get in the end zone there. I I knew. That TCU, talking to Stephen Simcox, a uh, boy, longtime member of the Matt Mosley show and in the, in the, in the ESPN Central Texas family. But it was uh, uh, when it was 28 to 20, actually, it was 28 17 before that. But of course, that was the score of the Baylor game 28 20. If they had pulled that thing off, think about how many uh, that would have been for TCU. Like five, that would have been like the fifth time this season to do that. Now Baylor had a season like that back in 2019, where they just they just had these great escapes. You remember it because I think one of them happened against TCU. But it, it's uh, it it did start to seem like a destiny type deal with this TCU team. Now, uh, Stephen, on another front, I, I I reached out to you the other day because the TCU women's basketball team. <laughs> I mean, I. First of all, I was I, I thought, well, why am I getting stuff on the TCU women's basketball team? Now, that probably still goes back to me using some of your passwords over the years. But I, uh, I, there was a an accidental hair pull of a TCU player uh, in a in a basketball game. I can't even remember who they were playing. You'll know. And and George Washington, come on, Matt. Yeah, you were locked in. GW. Okay, I like that program. And they're having a big time, and they're just and GW's putting up a good fight in that game. I think it was like twenty six to twenty four, and and the young woman gets her hair pulled, and then, you know, after the play, she kind of goes after, it, and all of a sudden there are punches being thrown. Um, what what what's been the fallout of that, Stephen? And what do you have to say for? I mean, this is a Christian school. And and uh, to be throwing punches out there on the court, this was not a turn-the-other-cheek moment for the Frogs. <laughs> no, it definitely wasn't. It was not a, a pacifist moment for our Disciples of Christ University. Uh, well, I, I won't pretend that I was locked into the ESPN Plus broadcast of TCU George Washington, but like you, I, I saw it on Twitter. And um, I mean, it, my first thought was something had to have happened like, there had to be a buildup, but I didn't I ever get an explanation. It didn't appear that there was, because it was, it was as you said, it was like one accidental hair pull. The TCU player, Bella Craven, seemed to indicate that the George Washington player had pulled her hair earlier, 
And it was kind of oh, like retaliation. Yeah. And then it was like, okay, we're going to go. And a lot of times in basketball, I mean, you see like people get up each other's face and maybe there's a little pushing and then it quickly, you know, kind of breaks, you know, gets broken up. But this was full on like swinging. Uh, and Reagan Peebly, you know, after the game was very adamant about like, hey, we can't do that and this won't happen again. Um, but it's, it's not great publicity. I was, it was kind of nice to see them fight a little bit because they've struggled this year. They've lost some games to, to Sam Houston <laughs> and Rice. So I guess there's still a little fire there. You know, they're, they're trying. They're not, they're not just laying down and um, taking these losses and they end up winning that game. But, uh, yeah, they had eight ejections in that game. There's three <laughs> TCU players suspended for, for this next contest with Missouri State. So if, if you're thinking of putting some money on the Missouri State TC women's matchup, maybe avoid that this week because there's there's some roster issues there. Well, in Peebly, uh, Reagan Peebly, the TCU coach, you went over there to cover a press conference a couple of years ago, <laughs> and and she, you asked a question which I thought was a good question, and and she kind of I, I forget she kind of chided you a little bit, or it was a, it was a bit of a. It just was not very kind how she reacted. And so there's part of you, I think, that is – that's part of your anger toward Reagan Peebly. You've never really forgiven her for that. So I think you're ready for a change at head coach. I think if we well, sit you over yeah, there – yeah. I was over there, and it was the TCU-Baylor game, and Baylor won big like they, they typically do when it basketball. That was a pretty good TCU team, though, and, and Lauren Cox was on the Baylor team. Um, and then uh, there was a, a Lauren Medley on TCU's team. And so I went in the press conference, and I was all excited. I was sitting next to Jerry Hill and thinking I was going to get my moment, and I was asking her about the Lauren on TCU's team, but I guess because Reagan wasn't used to a lot of coverage of her basketball team, she thought I was referring to Lauren Cox. And so oh my. She, she, she didn't really answer my question, and then she kind of seemed – upset that Miffed. I was asking about, you know, the other team, and oh. uh, I quickly lost confidence and sort of trailed away. But, um, you know, <laughs> it's kind of been all downhill from there. So maybe that what, was the moment that things What was the moment where I, I got frustrated with you, like on a Zoom call? Was that during the pandemic? And I, I did, did, wasn't there one moment you asked, you jumped in and asked a question, and then I... <laughs> I said something. I responded yeah. like on a public Zoom call. What did I? What was that? Who were we talking to? Was that like Dave, Dave Aranda or somebody? It was one of the first times we got a chance to talk to Dave Aranda, and everybody was still figuring out Zoom. I feel like it was only the first or second press conference that had been done over <laughs> Zoom, and so so they just instead they later on got a better system where you would raise your hand and they were calling you, but at the time. You just, they were just like, all right, it was like a regular press conference. It was like anybody who wants to shout out uh, you know, a, a question, go ahead. And so I had tried and failed, and then I and uh, Taylor Bryan had told me to go next. And I, I think, Matt, maybe you were a little late on the Zoom call, and you didn't know that I had next dibs. Shocker. And we kind of talked over each other, and then you said, go ahead, Stephen, in a very, uh, <laughs> very frustrated voice. <laughs> And then I asked maybe maybe one of the worst questions in the history of the Baylor's Zoom call. But I, Dave Aranda was very kind. No, yeah. it was a fine question, but it wasn't earth-shattering stuff. So yeah. You got your I moment, bet. though, and you, you figured out soon. 
Yeah, that's right. And I learned how to unmute myself. I, the other night I was doing a Zoom call while driving to the Cowboys game with Troy Calhoun, the uh, the Air Force coach. And by the way, I always thought that um, that Troy Calhoun was an incredible coach at Air Force, and I still do. But I, he was getting mentioned for jobs at Baylor like 10 or 15 years ago. Like he's been at Air Force wow. now for a long time. And so there's some job that I was looking at today that opened up. And I just can't remember exactly which one it was, but man, there he was, Troy Calhoun, first name on the list. Um, and I wish, oh, it might have been, it might have been Purdue. Yeah, Purdue has an opening because Brom left, and so this guy right. Baylor better watch it. By the way, what are you doing? By the way, it's your on your. Okay, you know I can't, I can't go without. Without mentioning, if I hear a single sound, it it really destroys, sends me into the tank. But anyway, um, Stephen, tremendous uh, work from you today. Good to have you on, and um, I I hope to talk to you soon. And I hope this TCU. By the way, are the TCU people are they just ignoring the fact that Baylor has to go play at Amon Carter, or are they kind of having fun with it? Or are they just so caught up in what they're doing, they're they're not worried about it at all. No, there was some fun that was had on Selection Day, but uh, I think I you know I was impressed. Baylor, I saw they sold out their allotment, and you know I'm sure if they fill that place up, there'll be some jokes at TCU's expense as well. But uh, yeah, if you know anybody wants to um, go to the the Armed Forces Bowl, get after it, and go to Dutch's Burgers there by campus. Matt, I'm sure has some great recommendations as well. And uh, y'all, y'all have a good time playing Air Force. You know, the triple option. You should come up and hang out for that. It, but think about it. Uh, it'll be right before Christmas. Mm-hmm. Well, you do have a growing family. You probably can't abandon them <laughs> on Christmas. But I would, I would think that'd be kind of fun. Stay downtown Fort Worth. Go to some of your old haunts, and 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 do a little radio with me. I just keep it in mind. I think because we're going to be doing uh, radio the two days leading up to the game. Uh, so that'll be a lot of fun. All right, uh, Stephen, good to visit with you, and uh, look forward to uh, uh, to talking to you soon. Thanks, Matt. Always fun talking to you. I appreciate it. You bet. You bet. Stephen Simcox heads off into the evening. And, uh, Aaron, does that surprise you that I would have – not been as gracious as I could have been on a Zoom. <laughs> I wish you could. I wish we, for a while, we used to play the drop of it. And it was so good because you just heard me say, go ahead, Stephen. I was just very, <laughs> I was very put out with him. <laughs> and we used to play it a lot. <laughs> so, such a bad Mosley moment. All right. Um, it is.